You're listening to Motherhood Unstressed, the podcast that talks all about the realities of being a mom in today's world, but also gives you practical takeaways for making the ride as fun and stress-free as possible. The way we live life is an art. I'm here to remind you of the power you already have to create a truly beautiful life. And if you like what you hear, if it resonates with you, please don't hesitate to leave a five-star review. This helps us get the message out to more and more women and help more and more moms. Thanks. In this episode, I speak with Leah Williams about her experience with natural childbirth and the importance of having options for when it's time to deliver. Leah shares her motivation for wanting to have a natural birth, the tools she used to get through the pain, and how her recovery was impacted by her choice. Ultimately, the conversation is about women being as educated as possible about the options they have for childbirth, while understanding that the plan can change at any time. Well, hey, everybody. We are here today um, on the Motherhood Unstressed podcast with an amazing guest. She is my sister-in-law. Her name is Leah Williams, and she's here for a very special reason. I really wanted to open the dialogue about natural birth. And Leah is someone who has experienced natural birth and has done it and come out on the other side and has a really unique perspective um, on the experience. And, and I really wanted to have her on the show because I feel like it's important to show that this is something that's possible. This is something that a woman can do today and she doesn't need intervention necessarily. She's a young, healthy woman completely capable of having a baby naturally and it was her choice and she decided to do that and so I just wanted her here to tell her story so thank you so much Leah for being here um I just wanted to to have you kind of just tell your story and, and and I'm so glad that you're here so why don't you get started and and tell us a little bit about yourself where did you grow up and where are you from and what's your story awesome okay very excited about this I think um it all kind of starts with my background is just, you know, being raised by a strong, independent woman. I, my mom raised my brother and I by herself, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having that direct influence every day just really outlined kind of like my own path that I want, you know, that I wanted to be. She just exemplified it, you know, and I just, I knew that, you know, it just was this, this, um, it was a must for me, you know, it just. So I just, I knew from, from growing up with, you know, being raised by a single woman, mm. you know, that I, I just wanted to, to follow in those, in those footsteps. It was really important to me. And did you guys grow up in Georgia or? Yeah. Um, we were actually south of Atlanta. Um, and we, we lived in the same house. I kid you not for like up until I was 19 or tw- yeah, 19. So in the same house and it seemed so big, but now it seems so small looking back. Kind of funny, (laughs) um, how perspectives change, but, uh, yeah, we, we grew up there and, and I, we moved actually, and I think it was in 2001, it was after I graduated high school in 1999. So yeah, we lived, um, a little bit further South at that point and, um, yeah, and stayed there until, you know, six more years. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you had this strong woman bringing you up your entire life. Um, you know, sadly, she passed before you had your first child. Yeah, um, in 2005, she passed. Mm-hmm. So when you were when you found out you were pregnant, um, 
was that, was that, I mean, you had been planning it for a while, or did you know you wanted to have a baby right away, or well, how was that process? Because I know it's different for everybody. I certainly wanted to be selfish as long as I could, and mm-hmm. then just make that conscious decision. Like, you really cross over to where, um, once you become pregnant, really, um, it, you clock into another, you're supporting another being immediately. So mm. um, the decisions that you make are no longer the selfish ones that you had before, you know. So as, you know, time passed, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, we're just, we're at that point. So we made that decision and lucky enough for uh, Zach and I, we were able to conceive quickly. And so it just started in such a good positive, you know, we it's it's a it's not a common thing. It's so unfortunate for so many people. You know, so many women struggle with infer- infertility and just mm-hmm. it's just you know hearing and relating to friends and and other experiences. So we started great, and um, I think with the pregnancy, when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to my OB, you know. And so it was like, I'm going to go with my current. Where you'd always gone for, like, yeah. your gynecological appointments right. and things like, oh, okay. So I was like, I'm going to go with my current OB. Like, this is just what I'll flow into, you know, with mm-hmm. them. And I started to, you know, kind of really research. And to me, self-education is so powerful. I mean, I just, like, submerged myself with, like, options. And I had you as a great influence um, with natural birth. And I thought, well, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of see, you know, and... And start to and start to research, but um, it actually hit me. Um, I think it was my second appointment with my OB, my second pregnancy appointment. And I was like, you know, I want to know about like natural birth and like what I could do to avoid, you know, and, any kind of intervention, right? And mm-hmm. surgeries, and you know, mm-hmm. like, and so I, she's like, well, it just depends. I, you know, I don't know. She just said. It depends on the health of the baby and if, mm-hmm. if it's okay. And it just had such hesitation. Right. I mean, she had so much. She was just not. Yeah. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's almost like, because I started off at a, at a different practice when I first got pregnant. And it was like this overwhelming tide of, you're not going to do natural birth. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah. it was just this. Um, this just look in their faces that was just like, oh, honey, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me, and I think for you too, it's like, oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. Like, yeah, you don't I control just, me. I was so intrigued by the fact that they yes. that they didn't encourage it. So I was like, wait, what are you? What's what's behind the you know the curtain? Yes, so, yes, um, totally. To me, I just wanted to, you know, and and that kind of like stood out to me. That visit, I remember, and. Um, and I, it, my, actually Zach and I toured, um, the hospital that they were affiliated with mm-hmm. and at the hospital, we're doing this tour and we're walking through and, you know, I was like, Oh, what's your cesarean rate here? Mm, really? And That's a, such a huge question. It's nobody just, asked that question. It, yeah. And it literally were with this group and they were like, <laughs> shut up lady. And <laughs> troublemaker. Right. Like, Oh great. Leave her in like the last room we were in. Um, and it really was this awkward mm-hmm. silence within the, the couple. I think they were like nurses. I don't know who gives the tours, but yeah. some administrative like position possibly. I don't know, but mm-hmm. they kind of looked and they're like, um, I don't think we know, but we can find, I mean, they just, that instant you knew they were lying. Yeah. You knew they knew. I was like, that is, and I, I literally wanted to be like, actually it's like 
67 percent but mm-hmm. you know um, and it's not easy to find either you yeah. know um you really have to kind of dig um and so I just was kind of turned off by that too and at that point I was like you know I'm just gonna um keep you know moving on from this I'm just gonna mm-hmm. completely that changed my path right there so, what, so I, where I, did you go like where did you start looking for another provider because you still have your appointments coming up it's not like you can right. skip your appointments of course not right and it was you know there's a part of a comfort zone that everybody falls into and mm-hmm. I was like well, I don't wait I don't have to go to this doctor I don't have to go to this hospital mm-hmm. um I can I can find out where is you know, midwives and, you know, where is natural birth, like, more prevalent in hospital, which mm-hmm. hospitals, you know. So um, I found out that North Fulton and Alpharetta, that they, um, that they support a great percentage of natural births there. Wow. So, and I was really intrigued by water birth and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously with your Okay, so full disclosure, <laughs> <background>, everyone. <laughs> I I am 100% a rebel, and I wanted to do a water birth because I didn't like being told what to do, and I didn't like being told that, you know, I had to do something a certain way. So I researched water birth, and I did it in Atlanta, and I had Nash before Leah got pregnant, and so she saw me do that, and I think it intrigued you. It did. But that didn't mean that you had to do it. The no. fact that you researched on your own, you went to a different hospital, yeah. you did all the classes, you did I all found the research. A new, um, a total new practice. Oh yeah. Um, and I and I watched documentaries, and mm-hmm. I you know purchased Red books, books through Amazon. What books did you read? Birth, birthing from within. Yes. I read that one, too. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Changed my perspective. Yeah, And The Business of Being Born. Yes. It's an amazing documentary. If you haven't seen it, just watch it. Just have an open mind. It doesn't mean you have to do anything. Just open up your mind. Right. And I, and I definitely, I knew the path of home birth wasn't for me. Ugh. I just can't, I don't, you know, and I think it, it is great. And that's another path that someone else, you know, out there could take for sure, but for me, having it at home and having to, like, remember it, I don't know. Just, Honestly, it was too, for me, I just didn't want to have to clean up the mess. I thought about the mess, too. <laughs> because I, literally with, like, you know, the hostel, they literally, you know, just take everything and just clean it up. They take care they, of everything. everything. Yeah, I didn't want to have any issues on my bed. I just didn't. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I wanted to have natural birth in a modern hospital. Setting. In setting, you know. And, um, you know, it, it just... As I went to the new um, doctor's office or, or midwives that I, I met them, and I just, it felt normal. Mm. That felt normal to me. Like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. Did you feel more heard in the midwife's office versus an OB? Absolutely. I feel the same way. Absolutely. I felt like I went in there and I was speaking to another woman who understood and was actually listening to me. Yeah, listening and encouraging. And respecting me. Absolutely. I feel like when you go to a doctor, I have nothing against doctors. I am so thankful for doctors and the practice of medicine in the West. But I'll have to say that there is a level of, con- like, it's a little condescending. Mm-hmm. And so they see you, this young woman, especially a new mom who's never had any kids before, and they just want to... Like, pat you on the head and and infantize you. Like, and it's, for me, it's like that turns on a switch in my brain where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not happening. And so with a midwife, I feel like it's another woman in the room and she's 
she's, of course, she's very well educated, but she's mm-hmm. not looking down on you. And she respects you and what you say about your body. And you're feeling this way. Okay, well, tell me more. As opposed to, oh, don't worry about that. You know, this is right. normal. Yeah. Like, they, it's different. It's a different skill set that they, they really, it's... To it's me, women-centric yeah, versus not. And I love that they're, they have the natural remedies that they're going to suggest. Like, oh, you have to take this, like, herbal, you know... Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have, like, some sort of cool suggestion always. So I knew, like, oh, hey, you know, my lower back hurts all the time. And they're like, oh, you know what's great for that? Instead of, like, a doctor who's going to, you know, sometimes, you know, medicine pushing. Right. You know? Oh, just take this pill. <clears throat> or you have acid reflux? Well, you should take this pill then. As opposed to, well, maybe just don't eat this. Or what's your diet been like lately? Like, it's more about right. a holistic approach yes. rather than just treating symptoms. Yes. And that, I think, is just what's lacking so much in Western medicine now. But it's not too much to where you feel like you're just out in the woods without any, per, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so going back to, like, for any woman who's listening to this who wants to have kids or maybe might be pregnant right now with a traditional OB... What are some key things that she can start researching right now in her pregnancy if she's curious about natural birth? I think it's just about the recovery process, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, do I want to be down for the count? Or if you, just to have the choice, really. Um, That's what it so is. So I think just, you know, again, these documentaries are, are positive. And it's, it's great because it's not a family member that's going to, you know, share their, everybody has such a different experience. So, you know, it just, to, to kind of encompass all of it, like, you know, the documentaries, the books, you know, and, and make, you know, obviously your significant other play such a strong, vital role. I feel like men typically defer. Like they're usually like, well, whatever you want to do, this is not my department. I mean, yeah, everyone that I've talked to and like even in my own experience, like it was always like, well, this is your body. This is your thing, whatever you want to do. So for me, it was like, all right, well, this is my deal. Like I'm going to learn as much as I can about this process. I went on YouTube and watched natural births. Like in my last trimester, I was watching natural births like every (laughs) night just because I feel like for a woman or for any human, you see something done. I mean, you see this all the time when people break records then the next year, someone breaks that record. But it took that yeah. initial record-breaking moment for someone to realize, oh, I can do that. Absolutely. I can beat that. And so I feel like by more women putting their voices out and saying, no, natural birth is still possible. Yeah, it, you don't have to do it. God, no. Like, get your get your C-section scheduled or mm-hmm. get your, you know, whatever you need to do. Like, the, And I have no judgment against that. I don't either. My biggest thing is... You need to be able to choose what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, know your choices. That's yeah. my biggest thing. And I might not have even, when I had Madison, <clears throat> I might not have even had, you know, the, like, definite answer. I'm not going to sugarcoat. Like, it's totally intimidating. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's the unknown. Yeah. So, would it be, you know, more, you know, it's more streamlined to get an epidural or it's more common I should say that you know you're you know you're getting guaranteed well it's actually it's not guaranteed but (laughs) that's why you should research all the choices it's not guaranteed but um you know it's it's just kind of knowing and taking into account like it you know it's it, it is the unknown yeah you know like it can go either way you could 
you could plan, I'm going to have a natural birth, or I'm going to have this, this, and that, and then it goes the other way, and you're like, well, I guess this is the way. I mean, it happened with my sister, and we talk about that in another podcast in the series, and it's like, she had a plan, and she had really high blood pressure, and she had to have a C-section, and I have no judgment towards her. And, and that process, and she felt honestly really guilty because I had always talked about mm-hmm. natural birth and being like, you can do it, it's okay. But again, like, I never had high blood pressure. Like, maybe if I were in that situation, right. I would have had to have a C-section. Like, you just don't know. You have to roll with the punches. But at the same time, I think it's really important for women to prepare as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of in our DNA. We're yeah. women. We want to plan. We want to prepare. Plan it, yeah. And That's... it's like, if you don't give yourself the chance to maybe even have the opportunity for a natural birth if you don't really know that it is a possibility and you don't seek out the resources like a midwife practice where or a doula you know having a doula in the room to encourage you and and to be there and support you and then you have a terrible birth experience well that's kind of that sucks and that's kind of on you because you didn't do your research and I don't want to sound harsh about it but it's like you've got basically 10 months to do some reading and to watch some YouTube videos and to just you know, hopefully eat right and do your thing and exercise. And, you know, if you decide that you are open to it and you want that, then go for it, you know? Know that it's a choice. Don't feel like you have to go into the hospital system and be thrown Mm -hmm. through a machine Mm -hmm. because you don't have to do that. And your baby doesn't have to go through that. So at least give yourself the choice. Anyway. Off of my soapbox. <laughs> um, I'm really curious if you're open to it for you to tell your birth story with Madison. Oh, well, let's um, get down, to, all the, go down. to the nitty gritty. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I certainly, I didn't, I think kind of getting into the final month before, I never told anyone my exact due date. Hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of. I, I like to have that control, right? So mm-hmm. I just kind of, I didn't want everyone on social media around the due date, like on the due dates tomorrow. You yeah, know, I just didn't, when true. is it? Think about it's a week from today. I just didn't want um, to be too focused in on that day, the due date. And and especially with your first birth, like it's, you know, it's unknown. So I can't use that word enough. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I just didn't want to be disappointed or let down or stressed out about that. Well, so, first babies are notoriously late. Yes, which Madison did come in late. Ooh, how late? Two weeks. What? <laughs> no. So, full term, 42 weeks, oh going strong. Gosh. And it was summertime. And so... In Atlanta, in the South. Yeah, and it was it was definitely hot. I remember that for sure. I thought... Pictured myself like, oh, I'll be able to go to the pool and relax. That did not happen. It was way too hot. I was <laughs> oh like, uh-uh. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I remember my last appointment that I went to was on a Friday afternoon. And it was the first time I, you know, agreed to let the midwife check my cervix to see if I dilated. Because mm-hmm. kind of when you're in your last what month. There's, you know, the opportunity, they're like, do you want us to check? And all these women run around talking about, yeah, check, 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 you know. And, but it gets so submersed. It means yeah. nothing. And, oh, you're two centimeters? Guess what? You could be two centimeters for weeks. Right. You know, so I was like, no, don't even bother. I don't have any other <laughs> symptoms. Were you um, having Braxton Hicks? You know, and I couldn't even tell what that would, you know, 
Oh. What they felt like. So I really don't think I did. Okay. Um, so yeah, I met this appointment and they check and she's like, Yeah, you're two center two or maybe three and I was like, Oh, okay. Oh. And so they put me, you know, they strapped me to the, like the monitor to see like and measure out the contractions. They were like, Yeah, you're definitely two minutes apart. Or no, excuse me, two <laughs> centimeters. Whoa, not two minutes. She was I did not immediately have the baby. <laughs> that was this it. This is why Ta-da. she's able to have natural birth. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah, done. Uh, no, um, I wish it were that easy for any woman out there. But, um, hmm. yeah, so uh, I was two centimeters. And um, the doctor, you know, she was like, well, just go home, relax. But if you don't have this baby tomorrow at 6 p.m., you're going to have to come to the hospital and get induced. Ooh. Because legally, you cannot Mm -hmm. go past 42 weeks. Yeah. Something Um, about, like, the fluid being low. Yeah. The baby can't. Yeah. It's not sustainable, which I, you know, get. Yeah. So on the way home, I remember I was like, okay, baby in my belly right now. Like, we're going to have a talk. This will be our first talk. And I don't want to be induced. I don't want to push you out when you're not ready. And Mm. But we're ready. So I literally had that conversation on the way home, and it's so funny. I remember I wanted to watch The Notebook because I was like, I can pull out all stops, you know. (laughs) And so we're like, you know, um, Zach and I were watching The Notebook, which is pretty funny. Um, (laughs) And I kind of felt crampish, but I was like, well, they checked my cervix. Yeah, which can can cause that. That causes it, you know. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm just not going to focus on it. I'm just going to relax. Just focus um, on Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, I remember, and, and Zach was like, well, you know, if it could happen tonight, we need to get some sleep. Mm. You know, it was like 1030. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay, all right. And where I was walking to go pee, and I kind of felt like my water had broke, but I wasn't sure because, again, unknown. <laughs> you have no idea. There's all kinds of leaks happening at this point in the yeah. pregnancy. Yeah, so... I went to the bathroom, and then I remember I called the doctor, and or it was like the on-call midwife, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, kind of described what was going on, and they're like, well, it could be your water, we're not really, you know, but why don't you wear a pad and mm-hmm. see, and so then there was some more fluid, oh, wow. and it's not what you picture out there, ladies. It's not like it's, a gush of water. Oh, no, that's all so crazy. Yeah, um, that's Hollywood. Yeah, it's... It's almost like you you pee in your pants a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. With and a little bit of blood in it. With a little, yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, at that point, we, we went to the hospital. Wow. And my, you know, we went through, just to kind of rewind a little bit, is we took a water birth class at the hospital. Because you have to do that in you order do. to have a water birth. Yes. So you have to get certified. Yeah. Basically, they tell you not to trip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't fall into the water. Or out. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's... um, It's very uh, technical. It's... Yeah. But it's... So we're, you know, we're checked in. I remember it was like 1230. And it's it's one of those things where you're like, picture one way, but it could be another. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of find, like, my happy, I guess, like... Was I sitting happy? Like, my happy, like, feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, and I was like, I, that didn't exist. Yeah. It was not There's a happy. No it wasn't comfort. I was trying to find, like, 
my my like rhythm of uh, do I want to lie down? Do I want you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I found walking around the room oh. helped. You know, um, and so contractions started to increase, and I, you know I remember they checked us into a room at that point, and it just I knew that like uh, it's kind of funny because. I got to the point where I think I was like four centimeters dilated mm. and it must have been somewhere around, it was probably like three hours into it. Mm-hmm. So it was like slow, maybe yeah. four or five, you know, like heating up, but going. Yeah. And, um, I was like, okay, <laughs> go ahead and fill up. Well, I told a nurse, I was like, go ahead and fill that tub up over there. Oh, okay. Cause I'm, you know, cause they were like, no. Don't, you oh, know. they never want to fill up the tub. They don't. They always say it's going to slow down your contractions. I'm like, fill yeah. that tub. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's... And then I remember they didn't want me to push, but I felt like I needed to push. Oh. It was crazy. It was yeah. like my body, I couldn't hold it back. But they were like, no, you're not You're not there yet, lady. Did you listen? Or um, did you do what your body I was to really do? trying to fight. Like, I think mm-hmm. they wanted me to be dilated more. I don't, you know, so I just remember trying to just like relax and breathe and allow my body to do what it was built to do. Like I just was like, at that point I was like, okay, I'm just going to ride this wave because it's, it's, it's here, you know, and it's scary as shit, but then it's also in the same sense, it's just like so empowering. Yeah. You know? Every contraction you know is one contraction less to meeting your baby. That's how I, like, that's what my doula told me. She's like, be thankful for every contraction. Like, it throws you through a loop, and yeah. you feel like you're dying, and you feel like you've never, it, it's like something you've never felt before in your entire life, and maybe that's why it's so scary. But yeah. she's like, every time you have one, you're that much closer to meeting your baby. You're that much closer to the finish line. And so, yeah, like you said, like that's riding a, a wave. Yeah, and it just it it just goes up and it peaks, you know, this pain just increases. But then it stops, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of, you know, and that, that's I didn't have a doula. Mm-hmm. Um but I can kind of compare it to like a tattoo. I've had tattoos. <laughs> so like the pain of that needle, like just when I was like, "No, I'm not doing this tattoo. This is too painful." And stop. <laughs> And they'd refill the ink and, like, go back after it. And I was like, oh, you know, just I love you that think. analogy. So the, maybe it's not as, like, smooth and, yeah. like, calming, but just when you don't think you can do the pain, it stops. It stops. So your body is doing this, like, like this repeated increase. It's mm-hmm. not like you don't just go from zero to 100. You go right. each... But I feel like women I've talked to and like th- documentaries that I've watched say that when you do get Pitocin, when you are induced, you do go from zero to 100. You don't have oh, that yeah, slower you progression. Don't. Right. And I was I so that. lucky that my water broke. And yeah. I, didn't have, I mean, I was hours from that. Mm-hmm. I was hours from that decision. Right. But not made for me. You know, like, right. and I get it. I mean, 42 weeks full term like that. Right. It, I was all for what they needed me to medically do for the, sure. the safety Mm-hmm. Of the baby and the health of the baby and I, I guess I should say. But yeah, um, but yeah, as each I remember it, and you kind of really do get into this lion's den. Mm-hmm. I really felt like this, like animal. It's just like this instinct that kind of mm-hmm. comes through. Because I remember that I had this, like you know, the support staff in there. I mean, it just as soon as active labor came in. Um, 
this, you know, I felt like this, I don't know what, this poor woman, she comes in, she hadn't been part of the staff hmm. that was in my original, like, you know, I mean. Your that, core group. Right, my core group. And um, she came in and I just was like, I didn't want a new face in there. I was <laughs> what like, nope. did you say? I think I was like, nope, no, no new people, right? Like, nope. Like, get out. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it just, I don't know, she stood out to me, and poor huh. lady out there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so rude. She didn't need to be there, obviously. But, and they, um, I remember they they had a belt connected, so that's where they're measuring the contractions. Uh, mm-hmm. And Madison's heart rate and my contractions weren't synced the way they need to be. Like, mm-hmm. one needs to be high and the other one needs to be low, and they weren't, and... um and I didn't know a lot of detail behind this because it was happening as right. I was and getting you're just it, trying to deal with like it. An, yeah, so before, it was like right before, um, I want to say that I was like seven or eight centimeters. It kind of. Oh, wow. Um, so I wasn't allowed to get in the water. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, it actually might have been less centimeters, but I can't remember when like active. But because labor. the heart rate wasn't matching up to your heart rate or it was at a dangerous level. Yeah, so it just shows the birth plan's never mm-hmm. fine-tuned and, and guaranteed. It's um, yeah. it's it's all like this unknown, again, mm-hmm. you know. Like motherhood it, itself. Yeah, absolutely. So Such a good primer. It just, um, so they weren't able to have me deliver in the water. Hmm. So I delivered naturally um, in the bed, and, and that's kind of surprising. So um, I kept pushing, and then nothing was happening. Like, I wasn't getting to where I could... You really felt progression. Push, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just back back and forth, back and forth pushing. So um, at that point, one of the midwives had changed shifts. Um, so my favorite midwife walked in, and it Aww. was just... She just brought this calm to the room. And not that it wasn't. It just, you know, if a birth plan doesn't work, it's hard to control your emotion behind that because you have a plan and you're like, oh, I thought it was going to work like this. But I certainly, um, in that same sense of disappointment, I had to embrace that I didn't want a Mm C-section, you know? So I had to just embrace, like, I'm going to do this. Wow. I'm just going to do this. And, um... Once I, I actually, Madison was, um, her hand was against her face up, or upside her head or something. Like mm-hmm. she was, <laughs> she was just like. So not only were you delivering a head, you were li- delivering a shoulder and a hand. Yeah. Ouch. So they had to shift me around a little bit. I remember having to kind of change positions and they wanted me to, you know, cause what was pushing wasn't working, mm-hmm. you know, it just. Um, so I honestly feel like I wasn't too far from getting a C-section because I think they were doing whatever possible. Wow. Um, but I just, again, had that little conversation with her in the belly and was mm-hmm. like, you know, girl, we're going to do this together. Oh. And I'm going to show you how, to, you know, I want you to come into the world, you know, and, and to meet me and to meet your dad. And, and so I just pushed as hard as I could and you really, I didn't realize how much you have to bear down into a push. Oh, yeah. Like, you really have to allow it's your body everything. to bring everything into that push. Yeah, and every ounce of your power. Yeah. And it just, I think with the pain, you kind of go subconscious a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. So just to kind of um, embrace that. Yeah. You go into a protective kind of. It's almost like, for me, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. I mean, it's the pain is, at that point, you're 10 centimeters. You're mm-hmm. almost done. You're at the finish line. The pain is so intense at that moment, but it's also so short-lived. Yeah. When you're, I mean, leading up to that, it's not that bad, not that bad, not that bad. And then you get to that point where your baby's almost here, and you're like, I, I'm going to die. Yeah. I, I can't handle this. Well, and, <laughs> and I think I remember, like, it, I saw dawn break. Oh, wow. Outside. So I started to see where the sun was, like, mm-hmm. the light was starting to, and I was like, that, I felt, this all right. now or never. All right. I'm like, I'm this is it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think the, the midwife saw that in me, too, and my mm-hmm. husband, like, they were like, come on, you know, and it's just a matter of grabbing on to that last determination for me. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn it. You know, I used my anger, too. Like, I was like, this is going to happen. Oh, I um, love it. So that just, you know, and I I remember she was delivered at 6.58 a.m. Oh, wow. on July 4th. Oh. So um, it just, it kind of signified that powerful, independent, I've never felt so empowered. Even, um, even now when I tell people, I'm like, this is just amazing that, you know, I had the decision and, the, you know, to do this and uh, to follow through with it. Because did they offer you an epidural, or did they know you wanted to do natural, so they didn't even offer they it? They didn't offer it. Wow. Because See, that's knew. the difference, too. Yeah. I feel like if you go into a practice that's that knows what you want and is more open to natural birth, like, they're not going to be shoving an epidural down your throat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, to a point, it was just, it's just like they knew that that was normal to them. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, they and, see it every day. Uh-huh. You know? And they're not... They're not shocked by it. They're not, like like I said before, condescending towards it mm-hmm. or like, oh, you don't know. You don't know the pain that you're mm-hmm. going to have. Well, you didn't know the pain that you're going to have, but you, right. you rode the wave and you felt it. And actually, you used the pain for your own power and to finish the job. Yeah. I mean, and, and I just honestly, like, gathered everything I could, you know, to just be like, I'm going to finish this. I just, I mean, I hear, I've heard the story, have... of course, before, but it's just, it every time I hear it, like... It's just so, it gives me chills. Like, it's just so exciting to me and so interesting to me because it's like, you don't hear stories like this very much anymore. I mean, I feel like it's such, you know, a system now where women are put through and women are just patients. They're not, I mean, so many people, you get pregnant and people think that, oh, that's a medical condition. Oh, you're disabled now. No, like women have been having babies since, of course, the beginning of time. And they've been working in the fields and they've been, you know, working in, you know, factories and doing everything they had to do. They were pioneers, like, to survive. And they've been having their babies along the way. And so for me, I think, you know, we're both, I would say, feminists. And so to have control of your birth experience as much as possible, because you don't know what can happen, of course. But to have that control is just, to me, the epitome of taking back our power. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to take this away from us. This is my birth, and I'm going to do it how I want to do it, you know. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing, and it's such a strong decision, you know. And it's yeah. a scary decision. It's scary. And that's, it's, what makes it really... so, that's what makes it so strong, I think, because right. there's that element of fear. Yeah. And, oh, this is going to hurt, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, it's going to be my decision. Like, I just respect that so much. Well, and I mean, we can, 
you know, get into a car wreck and it's, you know, something could happen yeah. where it's pain. I mean, that's, you know, to me, this is a, a positive, powerful pain, you yeah. know, and to, you know, we can get her at any point in time. And to me, this is just like, again, you don't like work up, you work up to it. You don't. Yeah. It's not zero to 60. Like it's mm-hmm. a slow progression. Yeah. You can do it. You can ride the wave if you trust your body. And like, you know, we had grown up with animals all in the house. We had cats who had had litters. Like I'd been with one of my favorite cats through her delivery. And I tell I'm not even kidding. Like I tried to access that power of my favorite cat and be like, I watched her give birth. I saw how she was breathing. I saw that she was calm. She was almost Zen-like. Like I want to embody that. Mm-hmm. And I accessed that during my birth. And I accessed all of the women that had gone before me giving birth naturally. Like, my mother gave birth to five children naturally. And so she was a huge resource for Mm -hmm. me. And I was like, what did you do? Like, do you remember? Like, help me. Like, I want to do this. And she was like, Lizzie, just just treat it like a wave. Like, you feel it. You you feel the rise of the pain. Mm -hmm. You follow it. You breathe. And then you let it go. And you just do that again and again and again. And then you're done. And so I was like, okay, mom, I'm going to do that. And that's what got me through, you know, cat imagery and, <laughs> and knowing that my mother had done it. And she's an amazing woman and, you know, she's an athlete. And I was like, yeah, if she can do it, I can do it. And I remember calling her the night that I went into labor with Nash. And I was like, okay, you know, we're, my water broke. We're going to the hospital. And she was like, you can do it. You can do it. And I was like, yeah, I can. And it, and even after, I just... Yeah, the recovery. Let's the talk recovery. about that. The recovery. Oh, my God. That's, to me, what had a, a, you know, that really stood out to me is having, you know, if you have a C-section, you have to get it. Or if you get an epidural, I mean, that that's pretty extensive recovery. Yeah. Um, it's major and, surgery. And I'm not knocking it. Again, What whatever's best for you and the baby, that's, yeah. that's what trumps everything. We can have these ideas and images and feelings, but to really yeah. get to that point to make those decisions. Um, but I, I really, that's what really stood out to me again was the recovery from the natural birth. when did you birth. go home? We were there just two, well, we we were there two nights, but obviously we were admitted at, you know, midnight one oh, night. Okay. So, um, so we stayed two nights based on the, the time we got there. But, um, yeah, I mean... I was able to walk to the bathroom. I was able to take a shower. and like immediately. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I it, you know, had my golden hour with, like, holding Madison mm-hmm. and Zach and I were just all in the room. It was quiet and calm. It wasn't weigh the babies. You know, it was just, it, it just, I don't know if it was the, the hospital's policy or that they allowed us, but for an hour after birth, which I think is becoming more common. Yeah. I think that so. That you I get that time. Too. Yeah. Um, skin to skin contact for yeah. sure. Immediately. Did Zach do that or was it just you? Both of us. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. And it just, it, it just is, is like no other experience. That, mm-hmm. that is just, I can't even describe it's it in magic. words. It's magic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was able to move around. I mean, obviously the, I'm not going to downplay this. It's a, it's a major Oh. You know, deal. You know, it's not like you just like 
just recovered from a stomach bug. You know, <laughs> like this is push it out. Now I'm yeah, done. Done. Um, so I'm not going to paint like this sugar coated picture, but it's you know I can't imagine not being able to pick up things and not be able to like drive and all these right. like nightmarish recovery right. processes that yeah come along with like that. not being able to feel your legs when you get out of bed from a yeah. from an epidural. I yeah. Mean, that's something my sister said. She was like, I was so terrified to get out of bed because I'd been in bed for three days and I'd had an epidural and she's like, my legs felt like jelly. Like I, I couldn't even trust my own legs oh to carry God. me. And I was like, dang. And I just, my heart broke for her mm-hmm. because it was like, she didn't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to focus on taking care of this baby, keeping this right. baby alive. And she doesn't right. even know if she can get to the bathroom by herself. Like that's, it's just really sad. Yeah. And I just was so grateful to just be able to maneuver and I did sit like in the chair I didn't stay in the bed the whole time like right. I was able to you you're know, mobile yeah you're mobile I mean it, it felt like I'd ran a marathon you know physically oh, yeah. you know you you're beat up yeah your body <laughs> your body you know it just gets put through the ringer a little bit but um the rebound was phenomenal yeah I did like sitting on soft pillows at the house for a while yeah, um, and I will say, everyone listening, if you haven't had kids yet, or even if you have, like, the recovery is not what you imagine. Like, you're bleeding for six weeks, you might have teared, you might have hemorrhoids, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a pretty picture by any means. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, this is motherhood, this is the ugly real deal of motherhood, and it, as ugly as it is, and as, you know, crazy as it is, like, it is a beautiful thing. Like, it's the mm-hmm. realest thing, I think. Yeah. Until I had my children, I hadn't really tasted life. I don't feel like the real deal, nitty gritty, dirty, beautiful aspect of life. Yeah. This shoves it in your face and there's no escaping it. Like you think, oh, you know, I can just do it this way. No, this motherhood drags you through real life in the most beautiful way. Yeah. So the last question I want to ask, and it's something I ask every guest on my show is, um, and it's kind of a way to, you know, tie up the interview and also just get a unique perspective and, you know, let the audience go away with something. And my question is, what is something that you've learned in life, maybe about natural birth or maybe just about in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier? Hmm. Great question. I honestly, what comes to mind is, having no regrets you know it just to me to just be in the moment of you know making the the right choices that you think are best for you and and just life short and do it now you know don't do it later do it now so to me looking back I don't I don't have I mean I I, you know I always try to be as appreciative of the people around me Mm mm-hmm um, and appreciative of things like healthy babies and healthy pregnancies and healthy births is, you know, just absorbing that and living in the moment of like now and, and mm. just knowing that I don't look back to and to any of it and have to, I mean, to me, I look back and I don't have regret in life, but I have, oh, I wish I would have had more, you know, mm-hmm. we always want more, it's instinct, but, um, you know, more chocolate cake or more time <laughs> people and and loved ones that have passed, but it just, you know, it's just about, you know, there's so many sick kids out there that these parents deal with these terminal children and just, I'm so thankful to have such a healthy 
child and it never will, you know, take that for granted. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, um, yeah, I just think that not having any regrets. Just living life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Saying what you want to say. Absolutely. Like. Don't hold it back. Yeah. I say that because we were talking about that earlier tonight. So, <laughs> But it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so thankful that you voice that because I think someone listening to this will hear that and it, it will change their life. You know, they'll think of that. They'll come back and think of that. And that's all good. I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I think that that's what these, this storytelling is. That's why it's so powerful because it touches people and people can resonate with that. I've, I, every conversation that I've had thus far has changed me for That's the great. better. This conversation has changed me for the better. Your perspective awesome. on life. So thank you. Thank you. This has been awesome. All right. Well, that's that's it for tonight, guys. Have a good night. Thank you so much, Leah. Um, and if you have any questions, can people get a hold of you? Absolutely. So how can they find you? Uh, where can you not find me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't <Kidding>. know. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, I, I certainly, you know, I, I'm always open for email exchange. I think that um, that's the best way to reach me. Um, obviously, social media is out there. Um, but, yeah, you can reach me at leahwilliams552 at gmail.com. And what's your, what's your Instagram? Leah J. Will. <laughs> Leah J. Super, Will. Yeah, so. All right, it's out there. You might be getting a lot of questions about natural don't, birth, but yeah. I think you can handle it. Yeah, don't hesitate. Reach out. Yeah. Live in the now. Let's keep the conversation going. All right, thanks, Leah. Thank you.